Hello all and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. I hope you all had a good weekend as our weekend winds down and comes to an end and we get prepared for another week. I hope the weekend was great and that you were able to mentally prepare yourself for um, the week that's coming ahead, whether it's for school or for work. But for now, we're going to distract you, a good distraction, with a little bit of black history. And today on Everyday Black History, we're going to be highlighting a man by the name of Jerry Lawson. And Jerry Lawson was an an electronic engineer, and he was one of the few African-American engineers in the industry at the time. You see, he's known for his work in designing um, the Fairchild Channel F video game console. He was a video game designer. And the Fairchild uh, Channel F video game console was the precursor to Atari. And it came out in the mid-1970s, and it was the the first of its kind because games during that time had the... uh, Game consoles during that time had the games built in to the actual game console itself. You didn't have cartridges that you could remove. So this was the first gaming system that you can actually remove the cartridges and put different ga- to play different games as opposed to it all already being pre-downloaded onto the hardware of the video game system. You get what I'm saying? So he was ahead of his time uh, with his with his uh, invention and, and, and um, his development of this uh, gaming console for the uh, Fairchild Semiconductor Company. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. But um, he uh, was a pioneering. He was a pioneer in the uh, in the um, development of the video game console and the video game cartridge, in which we will get into a little bit later. But a little bit of background information on him: uh, Jerry Lawson was born in my hometown in Brooklyn, New York City, and he was born uh, December first, nineteen forty. And uh, his his interest in science was was encouraged by his parents. His dad, Blanton, and his mom, Mannings. His dad was a longshoreman, and his mother uh, worked for the city and uh, worked and was involved in the local school PTA. And they were um, uh, very, very staunch about him having a good education. And it was due to their encouragement as well as the encouragement of, of um, teachers in school that encouraged his uh, interest in science and chemistry and also encouraged him to be uh, someone influential, um, um, you know, just in general, but influential in black history, someone like, you know, George Washington Carver, who was very influential. You know, he was encouraged by his teachers to, to be like George Washington Carver. And that's something that's important for, um, especially young children of color, to have, that kind of, to have that kind of encouragement, to encourage them to be something great. Now, he uh, earned money while he was in high school by repairing television sets. And it allowed him to attend both Queens College and um, City College of New York, even though he didn't complete a degree in, uh, in any of those uh, colleges. But in 1970, he joined Fairchild Semiconductor in San Francisco, and he worked as an applications engineering consultant within their sales division. And uh, while he was there, he created uh, Demolition Derby out of his garage, which is an early arcade game. By the mid-70s, he was the uh, chief hardware engineer and director of engineering and marketing for Fairchild's video game division. And there, as we mentioned earlier, he led the development of the Fairchild Channel F gaming console. 
and uh, as we mentioned before, it was designed to use swappable, swappable gaming cartridges. Um, for young people today, they don't know about Nintendo or Sega Genesis or any of those games. But even for people in my generation, or from Nintendo on down, and or actually Atari on down, you're able to switch the games that you want to play. You take out that game, you put another game, it's a different game. And But as we mentioned earlier, the pioneer to that was the uh, Fairchild Channel F gaming console, which allowed you to be able to do that because game systems previously didn't allow you to, to swap the video game cartridges. And so he and his team figured out how to move the ROM storage to a cartridge that could be inserted and removed from a console unit repeatedly and without electrically, electro, electrically shocking the user. So you try and touch that stuff, you know, those old gaming consoles, you try and tamper with the insides if you don't know what you're doing you get shocked but him and his team he was able to figure out a way to do it successfully so this allowed people to buy a library of video games the way we know it to be today um, and it provided a new revenue stream for console manufacturers through the sales of these video games so he was way ahead of his time and it's because of his idea that many of these uh, video game companies make so much money today and I wonder if they all know that they have a black man to thank for that, which is very interesting. Now, his invention of the, of the interchangeable cartridge was so ahead of his time that every cartridge that uh, he produced had to be approved by the Federal Communications Commission, by the FCC. And the Channel F was not uh, successfully, it was not a successful product. Um, it, was beat, it was beat out by the Atari that came out um, the next year in 1977 but as we mentioned he was so ahead of his time with his idea that Atari adapted it and every other video game console adapted it after uh, when he was at uh, Fairchild he, um, he and another man by the name of Ron Jones were the only black members of the uh, homebrew computer club and the homebrew the homebrew brew excuse me computer club was a group a group of our early computer hobbyists um and uh believe it or not people like steve jobs and uh, steve wozniak the founders of apple were uh, part of this group and jerry lawson actually said that he actually interviewed steve wozniak for a position at fairchild but uh, ended up not hiring him but it's just funny the six degrees of separation how he was connected to you know these two men who became big in the computer world with uh, Apple computers. In 1980, uh, Jerry Lawson left Fairchild and, and uh, founded VideoSoft, which was a video game development company which made software for the Atari um, in the early 1980s. And um, as Atari continued to grow uh, and, and became the top video game console in the market, this proved to be uh, very lucrative for uh, Jerry Lawson and for the company at Videosoft. But he closed down uh, Videosoft about uh, five years after he started it to take on uh, consulting work. And um, throughout his consulting work, he worked with a number of individuals to produce um, uh, different, uh, different, you know, whether it was toys or video games. There was even talk that he was uh, working with Stevie Wonder to produce a wonder clock <laughs> that would wake a child with the sound of his of a parent's voice, but it didn't make it into production. But um, he worked as a mentor in a mentor program uh, at, at Stanford, um, where he uh, mentored uh, young minds in um, electrical engineering, and he even uh, was preparing to write a book on his career. 
he was honored by the International Game Developers Association um, uh, as being an industry pioneer for his work on the game cartridge. And uh, just recently, he was honored, um, on March 20th of this year, he was honored by the ID at Xbox Gaming Heroes Award show um, with the 21st Independent uh, at the 21st Independent Games Festival. I'm sorry. He was awarded uh, for being a pioneer in the uh, cartridge-based game console as well because he was so ahead of his time with his and with his ideas. But uh, unfortunately, Jerry Lawson um, he died in 2011, April 9th, 2011, about one month after he was honored by the International Game Developers Association for being a pioneer in the game um, the gaming industry. He died from complications of diabetes. Um, it was uh, said that you know the disease uh, uh, um, he lost uh, use of his leg and of his eye um, and at the time of his death you know he was survived by his wife and two children and a brother um, and it was sad you know it's sad that such a, a great mind you know was lost and he's at, at 70 but still where who know he still didn't get a chance to get the recognition that he should have got for his work in the video game industry, which is so big as we know it today. Uh, so we just wanted to highlight him on everyday black history and his contributions, um, because many people may not know of his contribution uh, for the video game industry. So Jerry Lawson, we thank you for your contribution to black history and black culture, and we salute you. And that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. Um, there's other articles on Jerry Lawson and his accomplishments. Um, do yourself a favor as we recommend with every everybody who we highlight on Everyday Black History to look him up and you know see some of the other stuff that he might have worked on because um, we might have might not have covered it here on Everyday Black History. So, um, but uh, please continue to support. Uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Everyday Black History. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just type in Everyday Black History and you, you'll see us. And we also, you can check out the podcast everywhere where you can find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, uh, iTunes, and you know, all that good stuff. So, but thanks for the support and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.